Well, good evening. Thank you for being with us tonight. This is Wednesday night, prayer meeting night, and we are glad you're here. We're still doing live stream from our church auditorium because of the current COVID-19 situation, and we are glad you're joining us in this hour. This is the night we normally have prayer meeting at our church and take prayer requests, and so I do have some requests that have been given to me already tonight, and we'll get right to those. Again, I will not mention names due to the fact that uh, this is being recorded, and I don't want to give out any personal information or thing like that, or anything like that over the over Facebook or over the live stream through podcast or what's going out on CDs. And so, um, so we're not. Do, I won't do that, but I will give some requests that have come in already, and I have got some requests last couple of days, and and I already had some, so we'll mention those real quick. And uh, I'll just and I and I'll do these kind of generically. And uh, so some of you that may know the situations, you will know that hopefully that I am um, sharing your request, but uh, others will not know people. And, and I apologize for that, but we want to do that for privacy over the airwaves. And so tonight we just want to pray for a family member who suffered a loss, um, uh, death in the family. So we do want to pray for that, uh, pray for that family and that person tonight that's suffering loss. Also want to pray for somebody that was in an accident and has a serious injury there. And so be in prayer for them that were in a vehicle accident. So pray that the Lord will work there and bring healing. Also, I have been uh, contacted by some people that, um, some family members that have cancer, and that's that wicked disease we talk about often. And when you think about these diseases, cancer and Parkinson's and dementia and some of these other diseases around ALS, won't you pray with me that the Lord will give us somebody with a cure for that disease? And while you're praying for a cure for that disease, let's pray that God will heal those people. Or if it's His will, give them the grace in this time. So pray for a family member who has cancer or a couple family members. Uh, some people contacted me, asked me to pray for friends that have cancer. So be in prayer for them and um, coworkers and, and also for a child that has been diagnosed with cancer. So be in prayer there and uh, pray for that. And also pray for the COVID situation tonight. And let's pray for healing for the people that have the COVID-19 virus. Let's pray that the Lord will heal them and, and take care of them. And, and uh, I know people continue to pass. And so pray that the Lord will work there. Also pray that the Lord will stop that disease in its tracks. Let's pray that the Lord will do so, just do something great and miraculous there. And also tonight, pray for some in our church family who are sick. I know some that um, I've had doctor's appointments this week and others that are sick. So pray for them and ask the Lord to bless them and heal them. And, and uh, also tonight, pray for revival. Pray for revival in our church, in our city, and in our country. Pray for revival. And in our state, too. I ought to pray, say city, state, country, around the world. Pray for revival. Also tonight, pray for our political leaders. Pray for the mayors, the, the county leaders, the governors, the um, the president, the Congress, pray and uh, pray that uh, people will do the right things and that if they won't do the right things, the Lord will get them elected out of office and take them and, and somebody else will get their place and, and pray for that. Also pray for the nation of Israel tonight. Let's pray that God will touch them and, and work there and with the situation in the Middle East. And, and let's also pray for our live streams, our Facebook live stream, podcast, and uh, also for the CDs that go out, uh, you know, if, if you don't know, we do have a Facebook broadcast. We have the podcast going, and then 
Uh, we have CDs that are being recorded, passed around to people that don't have Facebook or access to a podcast. And so, and uh, I know some people are listening to those. I've already heard reports or got some messages back as a result of it. And God bless you on that. Um, but tonight, let's pray. And let's ask God to just bless and do a work. And if I miss somebody tonight, let's pray that the Lord will just take care of people tonight and encourage their hearts, especially those that are struggling at this time, those without jobs, those that have job situations going on. Let's pray for them right now. Father, we thank you for tonight. Father, we pray the Holy Spirit will work tonight. Father, we've given a list of names, not exactly names, or a list of people that have needs. Father, I pray you'd meet the physical needs tonight, the healing. I pray you'd heal. We realize you're the great physician. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit of God would just work tonight and heal people. Father, touch people that have cancer and heal them and these other diseases. Father, I pray your hand would be there upon them. Father, for others that have other things going in their lives, that they may have some emotional issues or struggling with things, I pray you'd help them. Father, for others that have this COVID-19 virus, I pray you'd heal them. For others that have other things going on, I pray you'd heal them. Father, for our church family tonight, <clears throat> Father, I pray you'd bless them. Father, I pray you bless those that are listening tonight. Let the Spirit of God touch them. And Father, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would just work in their lives. Father, meet their needs. Father, I pray that tonight the Holy Spirit would just touch them. Now, Father, bless our country tonight. Bring revival to our midst. Bring revival to our church. Revival to our city. Father, bring revival tonight. Touch us. Forgive me where I have failed you, Father. Thank you for everything you've done. And now, Father, I just pray that you'd bless our president, bless the Congress, our mayors, our governors. I pray you'd touch them and give them wisdom. And if they won't follow you, Lord, I pray that they'd get elected out of office. I pray that they'd get replaced in the next election. Father, have your will. And Father, I pray that your kingdom would be advanced. You'd save the lost. Some of our church family have lost family members. I pray you'd save them. Father, others have lost friends. I pray you'd touch them. Father, I pray you bless the nation of Israel tonight. I pray that you just bless our missionaries around the world, bless our military. And Father, just do a work here now. Thank you for the opportunity to do this broadcast. I pray you bless and just work for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you again tonight. It's good to see have you here with us. Well, not here with us, but it's good to have you by way of Facebook or the podcast. And I pray the Lord will bless you. We've got something good for you tonight. Again, Brother Wes is going to sing. So God bless you, Brother Wes. And come on and sing tonight. And he's getting ready. My soul in sad exile was out on life's so burdened with sin and distress, till I heard a sweet.
and I entered the haven of rest. I vibrant my song in the haven of rest. I'll sail the wide seas no more. That is great, is it not? Great. Now, if you got your Bible tonight, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 16 with me tonight. Acts chapter 16. And uh, get you to turn there with me tonight. And uh, I've got a short little study or lesson for you tonight or message for you tonight. And and uh, I am uh, get you to turn there if you have your Bible. If, if not, you, maybe you have an iPad or a computer or a smartphone of some type, uh, um, whatever you have, let me encourage you to look there and open your Bible to Acts 16 and uh, get you to look there with me tonight and, it, and or today whenever you're watching this and listening to it. And so, um, and, and I want to talk to you tonight about a subject which I think everybody knows a little bit about right now, and that is change. Change. And I'm sure everybody can relate to that because we live in a changing world right now. And we live in changing times. 
And uh, our lives have been flipped upside down and we've had to change and adapt and do different things. And so tonight I want to talk about change. And uh, let me just encourage you. I know some of you may say, oh, I don't want to hear this. Well, let me encourage you to listen to me tonight, if you would. And let me share some simple thoughts with you. And I'll, I'll share some things I think will help you. There's a couple things I want to say up front that I think I need to say. But then there's some things I want to get to tonight to share with you a little bit. And uh, I want to share a little bit with my from my heart with you, if I can. Uh, because uh, I've been thinking a lot about change lately. And I'll say more about that in a moment. Okay, let's pray. Father, bless our time tonight. Give us what we need. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out your spirit upon us tonight. Father, you know the need of my heart. I pray that you would just open my heart's doors to help me to be able to give the message you want me to give and challenge our hearts. And Father, I just pray that again you'd bless and you'd work. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, again, and I want to talk to you about change. And I've been thinking a lot about change lately. I've just got to tell you, I've been thinking a lot about change. It's been on my mind. Obviously, we've had to, you know, change has been on my mind because of church. We've kind of had to change the way we do church because, uh, you know, right now we haven't been able to meet since the middle of, of uh, uh, March. And, uh, and uh, you know, the middle of March, we had our last Sunday in the building. And then we decided to kind of shut it down. And then we had some live streams in the building. And then we uh, went to my house and did it. Now we're back in the building. Uh, you know, in the near future, we're hoping that we're going to be able to open up with limited, you know, services. But, you know, when we open up, there'll be some change. There will be. You know, we've already announced when we open up at first, there will not be Sunday school. We've already made that announcement. And and there'll be some other things that we're looking at and and uh, some different things like that. But um, there'll be some changes, you know, and so we're having to do that with church. You know, believe it or not, where I work, I'm having it work with change there, you know, and and uh, I'm going through all kinds of changes there and things like that. And so changes hitting me there. And then believe it or not, I got assigned a class to take. And, and guess what the class is about? The class is about change, management change. And so, um, you know, how to, how to deal with people and how to change things and, and how to, you know, do things like that. And so, um, you know, we've had to make some changes. It's kind of like right now and uh, you know, and, and we're praying about some change here at church, praying about some things. Uh, you know, we've got the live stream going on. We've got the podcast going on. We got a CD and this is going on right now. We got the live stream on Facebook. We've got the podcast going tonight. And then we have the uh, CD over here to my right being recorded. And so um, the other night we had problems with that where all we had was Facebook go out and we lost the CD and lost the uh, live stream uh, or lost the podcast. And so the only thing that went out was Facebook. So right now we're we're talking about what can we do to fix all of that and plus put another platform out there. And, and so that will include change, you know. And, uh, you know, we've got some other changes we're praying about and thinking about and looking at. But change is part of our life right now. Now, I want you to think about that. It's really been on my mind lately. So I want to share with you tonight some things. And there's some things right up front I want to say. Some things right up front I think I need to say. When I talk about change, now, hang on. Somebody's going to say, well, Brother Scott, when are you going to get to me uh, about me and the change I'm facing? Well, hang on. We'll, we'll get there. We may not deal with your specific subject, but I want to share some things about change with you. So a couple things right up front that I think I need to say is this. Number one, thank God some things don't change. Think about that for a minute. Thank God some things don't change. You know, And, and I wrote a list of things. I started thinking, good night, I can keep going with this list. 
But I wrote these things down. Number one, God does not change. Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord, I change not. Jesus doesn't change. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible does not change. Psalm 119, verse 89, forever, O Lord, is thy word settled in heaven. Salvation through Jesus doesn't say, change. Acts 4.12, there's only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved. You know, the sinfulness of man doesn't change. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, for all have sinned. We are all sinners. 1 Timothy 4 tells us that in these last days, men will be doing all these sinful things. 2 Timothy 3, 1 and following, we read the same thing. In fact, the Bible does say this also, that sin will get worse and worse and worse in these last days. And so the sinfulness of man doesn't change. Number six, the need of man does not change. The need of man does not change. You say, what is that? People need to be saved. They need to be born again. You know what Jesus said in John 3, 3, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In verse 7, he says, Marvel not thy to ye, you must be born again. Folks, people need to be saved. That does not change. The only way a person ever is going to go to heaven, the only way they're ever going to have a relationship with God is by knowing Christ as their Savior, by being saved, being born again. And then what about the promise of Jesus to return? Number seven, that doesn't change. Second Peter chapter 3, all the way down through verse 9, talks about how people will mock because Jesus said, I'm coming again, and people talk about the promise of His coming. And they say, well, man, it's been years. Where is He at? Well, you know what He said in verse 9? God is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Somebody said, Bro Scott, why doesn't Jesus come back right now? It's because He has made the promise. He is coming. But the reason He hasn't, the because, the reason He has not come, is because He's allowing more people an opportunity to get saved. What if He were to come today and you, you're not saved, my friend? You'd be left behind, would you not? Never to have another chance if you've heard the gospel. Never to have another chance. So think about it. Thank God you and I can put it down tonight. There are some things that do not change. And as I said, I could go on and on and list a bunch of other things. But there are some things that don't change. But then I put down a second thing. And like I said, some of these things I just got to say up front. But the second thing I want to say is this. Life does change. Life does change. From the day we were born, we're in a constant state of change. Now, I got to tell you tonight, uh, you know, before I came upstairs to, to do the live stream tonight, I, I went into the men's restroom downstairs and got in front of the mirror and combed my hair. But you know, when I got in front of that mirror and looked at my hair, it's not the same as it was when I was 18 years old. Why? Because you know what's been going on all these years? Somebody said, well, Brother Scott, how old are you now? Uh, I'm old enough. Don't worry. So, but anyhow, but understand I've been changing. Why? Because life changes. We're in a constant state of change. The world around us changes. The world changes. People change. The people we interact with change. The jobs we're on change. I mean, folks, what you and I need to realize, change is a part of life. So understand life does change. Brings me to the third thing. People often struggle with change. People often struggle with change. You know, some people have a hard time changing. Some people find change difficult. They do. Some even find change painful. Painful. And some change is painful, is it not? Some is. You know what we also find? Some people resist change. 
They resist it. They don't want to change. They don't want anything to change. You know, I know there are some churches like that too. They don't want to change anything. You know what you hear sometimes? Well, preacher, we've done it that way for years. Well, you know what? You may have been doing it wrong for years. You never know. But but think about it for a minute. People say you've been doing this that way for years. They resist change. And then people will give you, and another thing you got to say right here, people will give you excuses why they don't need to change. They'll come up with excuses. Well, you just don't understand. Or what about this? You know, people struggle with change. And then you just have those because of change, they refuse to change. They're not changing no matter what happens. They're not going to change regardless. They don't care. They're not changing. You know, what are, what are we saying? Uh, what I'm saying is people often struggle with change. They struggle with change. But then that brings me to a fourth thing tonight. The fourth thing, not five, four. I put up five. I know it's four. The fourth thing tonight is this. Sometimes change is necessary. Sometimes change is necessary. Now think about what I said. And there are times where change, and here's an ugly word, is a must. It has to be done. It must be done. Sometimes change is a must. It's a must. Now you say, what do you mean? Well, that's why I brought you to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, you have the account in Acts chapter 16, the famous account in the Bible of the Philippian jailer getting saved. We're not going to look at that tonight. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at the passage before that. We're going to look at the call of Paul to go to Philippi. We're going to look at that. And there are two passages here that I want to draw your attention to that deals with some change in the life of Paul. Now think about this for a little bit. Some change in the life of Paul. Now I want you to look at this. Uh, Chapter 16, again, two accounts where the Apostle Paul had to make some changes in his life. Think about that for a minute. Look down at verse 6, if you would, please. Look at verse 6. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed to him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called for us to preach the gospel unto them. You say, what is going on right there? Here's what's happening. Paul was doing his missionary work. He and the missionary team, they were heading this direction, or let's just use this as illustration. They were heading this direction, and the Holy Spirit stopped them and said, no, you can't go that way. Now, wait a minute. Paul is heading this way, and the Holy Spirit says, no, you can't go this way. So Paul says, okay, I'll go this way. Guess what happened? The Holy Spirit stopped that too. The Holy Spirit stopped that. He's trying to go another direction, and the Holy Spirit of God stopped that. Finally, what happens, Paul has a vision and he has, and the Lord reveals what he wants him to do. And you know what that is? We find that in verse 10, where Paul figured out that God didn't want him to go this way or this way, but the Lord wanted him to go this way. In other words, he wanted him to go into Europe. Think about that for a minute. Look at verse 10. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called for us to preach the gospel unto them. Now I want you to understand here. Here is a change in the life of Paul. 
It is a very simple one, most of us think. But think about it. Paul has said, this is the direction I'm going. God said, no. He said, okay, I'll go this direction. God said, no. And so finally the Lord said, this is the direction you need to go. So what we see here is that Paul and missionary team are changing direction. They're changing direction. And the reason they changed direction is they were led of the Lord to do so. The Lord had shown them this is what they needed to do. The Lord had directed them. The Lord had told them, no, this is the way to go. Now, I want you to see here. Do you know what Paul's reaction to that was? Let's look at it this way. Paul embraced the change. He embraced the change. When the Lord said, no, this way, and no, this way, I want you to go this way, Paul said, great, that's what I'll do then. He was following what God wanted him to do. He embraced the change. Look down at verses 10 and 11. Again, verse 10. And after he had seen the vision, the vision immediately, did you get that? I get, hey, I don't know how much more embracing you can get than say immediately we started that way, right? But he said, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called for us for to preach the gospel unto them. Look at verse 11. Therefore being from... Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came on the straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, verse 12. Right there. So what did Paul do? He did what God wanted him to do. He made the change that God wanted him to make. Think about that. Paul made the change God wanted him to make. Get that. Can I ask you a question? See, Paul embraced the change that God wanted. Can I ask you a question tonight? Is the Lord wanting you to change direction in your life? Huh? Is the Lord wanting you to change direction in your life? My friend, if you're not saved tonight, the Lord wants you to change direction. He wants you to turn to Him. Turn away from your sin in the world and turn to Him. He wants you to change direction and come to Him for salvation. Child of God, do you need to make some changes tonight? Do you need to change some direction? Maybe you're kind of too much in the world, in love with the world and everything it has to offer. And by world, I'm talking about the world system, and I'm talking about the things of the world. Well, 1 John chapter 10, verse 15 says, Love not neither things that are in the world. Think about that for a minute. How many Christians are so caught up in the, what the world has to offer that they're not serving Christ? Maybe you need to turn your back on some of the things of the world. Maybe... There's some sin in your life that the Lord is saying, hey, you need to let go of, and you need to turn away from, you need to confess and forsake. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Maybe you've been a complacent Christian or a cold Christian or a, how to, you know, what do you say? You haven't been as committed as you should be. I think about the guys in Luke chapter 9 where Jesus said, follow me, and they said, Lord, I'll follow you, but let me first do this. Let me first do this. How many of us are in that mentality? Lord, I want to serve you, and I want to follow you, but Lord, I want to do these other things first. I want this before you. No, we need to commit ourselves totally to Christ. Commit ourselves totally to Him. Commit ourselves to Him and His work and His Word and following Him. Commit ourselves to Him. Maybe we need to obey. Whatever it is, is the Lord wanting you to change direction in your life? See, Paul had to change direction because the Lord said so. And when the Lord said, Paul, change, you know what he did? He embraced 
to change. Will you embrace what the Lord wants for you? Will you do that? Will you embrace that change? That brings me to the second thing tonight. The second passage tonight, not only do we see a must here from the Lord, there's another part here. Look down in verse 12 again, and you'll see where he goes into Philippi. Another change. Verse 12, And from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia and a colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days. Now look, verse 13 now. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside, where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. Now think about that for a minute. Think about that. So Paul goes into the city of Philippi. On the Sabbath day, he goes to a river and sits down with a group of women and talks to them about Jesus. Now you say, what's going on here? Well, notice he goes to a place where people were meeting for prayer, first of all. But then next, notice it's only women. Only women. Now you say, what's going on here, Brother Scott? Well, I get the idea there were no men at this meeting, except Paul and the missionary team. And the women that were there were praying together, and they were Jewish women, I get the idea, maybe a, even some proselytes or something like that. And then they are by a stream or a tributary of a river. Now, somebody's saying, Brother Scott, I am lost here tonight. I am lost. Well, here's what it meant. If there were no Jewish men in Philippi, they couldn't have a synagogue. Why? Because you had to have 10 men to have a synagogue. It required 10. So what happened is these women, Jewish belief, obviously, were meeting by a river for prayer. Now, I don't know the significance of the river. I have never been able to find that out. But here's what I want you to catch here. Here's what I want you to catch. See, Paul had a method of getting the gospel out. Think about that for a minute. He had a method that he used over and over and over again. You say, what was that message? The first thing he did was he always, when he went into a new place, took the gospel to the Jews first. That was his message, to the Jew first. Remember Romans 1.16, he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and no salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. To the Jew first. So when Paul got to a city, the first place he would go, or to a new town, the first place he would go to present the gospel was to the Jews, and the first place he would go was a synagogue. That was his method of sharing the gospel. He would give the gospel to the Jews first, and the first place he would go to share the gospel was the local synagogue. Now think about that. You say, is that what the Bible teaches? Yes. If you go back to Acts chapter 14 and look down at verse 1, and notice it says, And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also the Greeks, believed. So there's the synagogue. Paul goes into the synagogue. Go over to Acts chapter 17 and verse 1. Acts chapter 17 and verse 1. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. Okay, now there's a synagogue again. But look at verse 2 now. It says, And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. Now get that? As his manner was. Paul had a method of sharing the gospel. His method, Jew first, when he got to a town, went to the synagogue. So he goes to Philippi. He changes his method. Whoa, whoa, why? 
there was obviously no synagogue in town. There was obviously not a synagogue there if it was women meeting by the riverside. What was going on here is Paul changed his method of trying to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know what you can put down for this? Paul, previously, when the Lord said, change this, Paul embraced the change. But you know what he did here? Paul adapted to the change. Paul adapted to the change. You say, what do you mean by that? He adapted to the situation. He got in there and he found out there was a synagogue there. You know what some people would do? You know what some people, and excuse me, in certain churches would do? Oh, well, uh, uh, there's no synagogue here. We can't preach the gospel here. The way we do things is we take it to the synagogue first. No synagogue, they're out of luck. No, you know what Paul did? He adapted to the circumstances. He adapted to the situation. How many people today, something comes up sideways, and they say, well, we can't do that because we've never done it that way. We always do it this way. Huh? No, Paul adapted to the situation. That's what he did. And sometimes, folks, when life comes, you and I may have to adapt to the situation. It's kind of like right now in the COVID situation. With our church, we are adapting. You know that? We are adapting. Do I like shutting down services? Not on your life. But you know what we're doing? We're adapting. And guess what's going on? More doors are opening for us. And there's a chance to even do more things. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm thinking of stuff I've never thought of before. I've never really dreamed of before. Who, me? Doing, you know, and, 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 Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. You know, things are just and 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 I hate I hate to tell you, you know, sometimes you think, man, what good can come out of bad? I'm gonna tell you, if nothing else has come out of this, the Lord has opened my eyes on some things on for our church. The Lord has opened my eyes. And if I told you everything I was thinking tonight, I would scare some of you to death. I really would. But folks, Paul adapted to the situation. See, when the Lord said change directions, you know what Paul did? He embraced the change. When Paul got thrown a different circumstance to him, to sharing the gospel, you know what he did? He adapted. He adapted to it. And that's what you and I have to do at times. We have to adapt to things. And you know what, the, you know, you know what happened? What happened? When Paul adapted to the situation he found himself in, Look at verse 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. You say, what does that mean? She accepted the message of Christ. She accepted the message of Christ. And look at verse 15. And when she was baptized in her household. You get that? Not only did she come to Christ, her household came to Christ and got baptized, started becoming followers of Christ. And then the Lord opened the door where she ended up being a blessing to the missionary team. Think about that. The result was people got saved. And the result was a church got started. And the result was a slave girl got healed. And the result, Paul and Silas were thrown in jail. And the result, the Philippian jailer and his family got saved in the middle of the night. Hey, folks, sometimes you and I have to adapt to change. You and I have to adapt. And when it comes to God's work, sometimes we have to adapt. We have to adapt just like we are doing right now, just like you're doing right now. I know I've heard some people that say, bro, Scott, I just don't like the live stream. I'd rather be there at home or there at church. I would too. 
I would too. But right now, guess what? We're adapting. And folks, maybe that's what you got to do in your life sometimes. You adapt. Again, some things don't change. And yes, sometimes change is hard. But sometimes we have to adapt. And when it comes to God's work, we can stand true on the Word of God. Maybe sometimes our methods have to change a little bit. We have to adapt. We have to do some things to be able to reach people with the gospel. My friend, change is a part of life. Now let me ask you, are there some things you need to change in your life tonight? Are there? Maybe you need to change direction and make Jesus your Savior. You know, God loved you so much that He gave Jesus to die for you on that cross. He left the glory of heaven, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, went to the cross and died as your substitute. Because you and I are sinners who stand under God's condemnation. Thank God Jesus died in my place and your place. And if you're willing to repent and by faith accept Him, believing He died for you, that He was buried, that He rose again, that He is the Son of God, He will save you, friend. If you simply call out to Him with a repentant heart and say, Lord, I know I've sinned. Forgive me and save me for Jesus' sake. You know, you don't have to pray the prettiest prayer in the world, but you do need to come to Christ. If you've done that, why don't you reach out to us, either through Facebook or through our website, send us a message. Maybe, child of God, you need to do some changing tonight. Maybe there's some things you need to change that the Lord wants you to change about your life. Maybe you need to commit yourself to Him. Maybe you need to let go of the world some and change some of your sinfulness a little bit. No, it's hard. We want to resist it. The old flesh fights. Folks, it may need to be done. God bless you tonight. I hope you've been encouraged and challenged a little bit by the Word. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Bless our families tonight. Bless each person who listens to this message. Give them a special blessing, for we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.